0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.
1: Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com. What, what up, out? son? <laughs> Did you just call me son?
0: I don't know, what are we doing? What up, son? Normally you do the bing bong thing or whatever, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, bing, yeah. I don't have any bing or bongs in me. It's too late. You binged your last bong. (laughs) I binged my last bong. Mm. How about I sing you a song? No, thanks. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. This is is unpleasant. You make me, you know, you don't make me happy when skies are grey. No, you do, but you do think the sky is a conspiracy. Anyway. What? You do. You've said this before. The sky is a conspiracy. Yeah. Or overrated. Oh, no, you
0: said overrated. <laughs> yeah, the sky is overrated.
1: Because, like, look at The not this. overrated. It's the only thing keeping me going at the moment. The sky. Okay, James and I are living in lockdown. We are Suggestible Pod. We're married. We recommend you stuff. Like the sky. We're living from day to day. Like a bunch of prisoners trapped in this. God it's not that bad. House. We've got it
0: better than a lot of people. Yeah, we do. Actually. And our numbers are lucky. generally on the decline of the
1: lockdown that we are currently in in yes. Melbourne, Australia. as There we was speak.
0: six yesterday when this goes out yesterday. Yeah,
1: I know. And we're still locked in our house. Or seven, whatever Good it was. Good God. And we're. I'm just
0: used to it. It's just like. <laughs> This is my life. It's
1: weird though, isn't it? How yeah. that happens, mm. and you're walking around with the mask everywhere we go because it's mandated in Victoria where we live. You just get used to it. I remember when it first happened, I felt like we were living in The Handmaid's Tale, and I would I freaked out every time we went to the shops. Mm. And now my thinking is, what outfit am I wearing, and what mask shall I wear to match it? <laughs> 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 and it's amazing how quickly that it changes. You adjust. You adjust. Yeah. Correct, you're oh, just letting the now. dog out.
0: Right. Have you got a recommendation first or would you like me to recommendation first? Ooh,
1: can I get this first? Yeah. All right. I have kind of two recommendations that dovetail into each other, oh. but I'll start off with where I started, which was a novel called Rodham oh, yeah, um, yeah. by Curtis Settenfeld. This a sexy
0: book, isn't it? It's a sexy book. It's so book.
1: sexy. It's such a sexy book. So it's a reimagined version of Hillary Clinton's life. She obviously was – formerly known as Hillary Rodham. yes. And it's sort of similar to Curtis Sittenfeld's other book American Wife, which is her 2008 novel um, where she reimagined the life of a first lady like Laura Bush. Mm. So this story really it has a narrative arc where it begins exactly or very closely to what happened when Hillary met Bill Clinton.
0: Yes. Um,
1: when they were, you know, in college and how the love affair transpired, there's a lot of racy, sexy scenes. Oh, my goodness. Um, you really get the sense of them as two really highly intelligent, interesting, charismatic people kind of mm. meeting and falling head over heels for each other. And where that kind of set starts. This didn't start as her.
0: fanfic or anything. Like how Fifty Shades started off as like a Twilight (laughs) fanfic (laughs) or something?
1: I don't think so. I haven't seen anything like that. Why is
0: it good though? Because people are like, this is good. And I hear this and I'm like, this sounds fucking awful. It's
1: strange that it sounds like it would be good. I know I wasn't really that into reading it, but I had so many people recommend like, it I to I want to me. think about
0: Bill and Hillary Clinton <laughs> having sex.
1: No, I think – but that's not the point of the book. I mean, obviously Curtis Sittenfeld is a fan of Hillary Clinton, yeah. but I think it's just a fascinating kind of tale of highly intellectual – very left wing, strident feminist mm. coming to her own at a time when feminism was, you know, rocketing through. But shoo! Yeah, and she was just this extraordinary human being, and he's yeah. an extraordinary human person. And why she was so extraordinary? I mean, everyone at college widely accepted that she was the much more impressive person. I would I mean, agree with that. Bill yeah. was very charismatic and yeah. handsome, and you know, quite schwab and from Arkansas, and had that kind of boyish yeah, charm yeah, you play a sexy um, and very fun. ambitious. But she, in 1969, actually as a graduating student from Wellesley, I think it's Wellesley College, mm. before she decided to go into law school, she does a speech. At her graduation, that basically knocks the socks off everybody. And this is true. It's a true part of the story. So that's yeah, what's yeah. kind of clever about it. It dovetails a lot of what is true and then goes into just, it's lovely to imagine a world where Hillary doesn't marry Bill, which, she, and kind of goes out in her own. And the second part of the book is, it's kind of like a sliding doors moment where yeah. she finds out about some of his infidelity, yeah. which, Becomes the sort of Bill Clinton that is painted in the novel has, is very flawed, which argued is yeah, a clearly he's probably accurate. a criminal. Um, yeah, well, well, who knows? But it's very um, kind of she finds out about his infidelity, and rather than staying with him, decides to leave him. Yeah, and in that, then she becomes a senator in her own right, and eventually runs for president. And how that transpires in the story. There's something really personable about it, I think, that Curtis has gone – with real depth into her friendships, yeah, um, into the characters that we do see in real life pop up in her career, including Barack Obama. Yeah, right. Um, Donald Trump plays a figure, but I think they the were most, friends. They were at one point. Yeah, but I mean,
0: in real life, in the book, yeah, I don't know, but and yeah. in the book,
1: yeah, they yeah. do play that out. He in a donated way
0: to, to a I can't remember at some point for something. Yeah, well, I, remember, I mean, yeah. Donald
1: Trump's donated to both, candidates, Kamlo- yeah, the yeah. Democrats and the Republicans. Um, it's almost like he
0: doesn't believe it. <laughs> well, anyway. anyway, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean. And that's kind of interesting, and especially to uh, after knowing what actually does transpire in the 2016 election, um, it's something really lovely. It says a lot about what it's like to be a single woman, Mm. what it's like to be a woman who is highly gifted and really good at her job, very great with policy, able to campaign, but is a real groundbreaker. You know, she's at the forefront of breaking through that glass ceiling and how the media portrays her, and it, it kind of explores that in depth too. But the most beautiful moments, I think, are the ones with her friendships, with the women in her life. Mm. So I think often sometimes the criticism of, of Hillary, which I think is often through a gender lens, is that she's not warm or not trustworthy or there's something about her I just don't like in inverted commas. Yeah. And when you really watch – later I'm going to talk about a documentary yeah. that
0: goes really well with this. You should go straight into it. Oh, I, All right. I don't want okay. to um, be like put my teeth. Yeah, in so the so good Yeah, co- uh. so a
1: good companion into this novel, which is actually just a great read. It's just a really fun, interesting, gripping read. And she paints her Hillary is just this really unique person. And I think the Hillary documentary that's made by Nanette Bernstein, um, who produced, directed, and co-directed several documentaries. She's just brilliant, um, including the Academy Award-nominated Sundance special film on the ropes, just a boxing documentary. Right. Anyway, she's brilliant. And you can tell the documentary is made by someone with a really adept hand. It's yeah. a remarkably intimate portrait of Hillary, revealing moments from her life, sort of interwoven with the 2016 campaign footage. And it's biographical. So it features exclusive inter- interviews with Hillary, Rodham Clinton herself, Bill Clinton, Chelsea Clinton, friends, and journalists. And this series examines how she became at once one of the most admired and vilified women in the world. Mm. It's very candid. It is.
0: Yeah. What I got from it, from what I've seen of it, and you've obviously seen the whole thing and I've probably seen half, Mm. is that Bill Clinton like kind of held her back a lot of the time, like her saddling herself to him. When it seemed like – it's interesting that I didn't realise this book was about that as well. I thought it was all about just the sexy stuff. No, no, not yeah. at all. No, the
1: <laughs> yeah. sex is just – yeah. like, it adds colour You could see like it. Yeah. from
0: the pressure from the media and from like internally from – because they were kind of running together and it was like – and people perceived it as that she was the one who had all the power and she was crazy left-leaning and, and she's like manipulating Bill Clinton into like doing the things that, you know – that he didn't want to do. Oh, it seems like that. Well, that's the way the media seemed to portray it. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that's one way of looking at it. But yeah, they were
0: literally saying that, though. They were like, the, they were showing media clips of the time, being like, "Who's really pulling the strings here?" And like, yeah, there were yeah, skits and true. things like that. Have been, you know, like he had to ask permission to do all yeah, these yeah. all these things. And I just think I he's I don't think he's a great. I think he's a pretty fucking awful person, to be honest. And I think that. She would have been better off without him.
1: Mm, it's really interesting because he was a really progressive president. So even though maybe as a character, I, I mean, maybe at person, the time,
0: but they, like he, like he still did a bunch of shit that, like, that has ramifications to this day in relation to you know to laws relating to imprisonment and all these other kinds of. But yeah, sorry, go on. I'm yeah,
1: but saying. he did also turn the economy yeah. around. Too, yeah, I know. Like, and I think he had some really, ironically, wonderful ideas about supporting women. Too. Sure. And, yeah, and he really did try and push for universal healthcare, and he and he let Hillary really spearhead that, and it didn't yeah. come through. And um, what I think was very clear was that she was a really impressive first lady, mm. but that um, and a different kind of first lady. Yeah, time, very yeah. different. Mm. It's really interesting because the argument could be made: would she have had such a sort of an incredibly huge media presence mm. in her own right if she had not married Bill? And he was on that because of yeah. the time that she was living in. It, exactly, it's that's really. The other thing, and I think yeah. what drives it ho- home, both in Rodham the book, but also desperately in the documentary, makes me so angry and sad in a lot of ways. Yeah, watching it because there is just no doubt that a lot of the treatment of Hillary Clinton is down to sexism. Like there is absolutely yeah. no doubt because there is still so few leaders. There has never been a president of the United States that's been a woman. And when Mm. you look at when she came through in her career, she went to law school when men were telling her, you don't belong here. Yeah. Like when she was sitting her entrance exam, literally a small group of women that was doing it at the time Mm. were yelled at. Yeah. By men in the in the lecture theater. I mean the, you know, exam room saying yeah. you shouldn't be here, you're a woman, you're taking my job, you're gonna make me have to go to Vietnam and get killed because you're here instead. Mm. And it's so it's kind of almost hard to imagine a world where that is the case, where your options were, you know, limited and the expectation on women was that you had to look a certain way and be a certain way: be soft, be demure. Don't be too smart. Yeah, keep yourself down so that you're more likable and palatable. And she was kind of this bolshevik feminist who had like, and they she took, looks completely different. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Well, she let it because back then, you know, at that time, she grew her leg hair out, she grew her armpits out. Her she hair's had just it, like, like frayed fr- and like big glasses.
0: And, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And they talk about there when she first met Bill's mother when he took her home to meet her mum, and his mother was very put together nails, hair, makeup, up the rest. Yeah. thought what was interesting too is Bill talks a lot about how he really respected and loves like really intelligent, strong women because he was raised by a really strong, yeah. you know, single mother and – Look, I think he had a tumultuous upbringing too. I think he's a sex criminal. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, I just want to co- I want to stop talking about him though because yeah, you're I think right, this is what right. ha- this is what happens with women over yeah. and over, and what makes me so cross is that we always seem to talk about women in relation to the men in their life. Yeah. And it's never about – and I'm getting quite angry now – but watching that documentary, it made me so sad because Hillary Clinton's career now, even though she was just this incredible politician who worked tirelessly mm. her whole life in service of others, particularly for women and children, she was an incredible first lady. The stuff that she did in terms of outreach overseas uh, after – um. Mm working on the healthcare bill that didn't go through. This is when she
0: went with her daughter? Yeah, she the, went yeah, with yeah. her daughter
1: Chelsea overseas to work in Southeast Asia and mm. in different places to highlight um, the plight of women globally and she did this incredible speech at I think it was a UN convention for women that, that is, was really yeah. looked down upon through the media as not very important mm. and she still is quoted to this day at the end of that speech in saying that human, women's rights are human rights. And that's still something we quote today because I think it's really important to just remember how far – rights for women have come and how far they still need to go and how much we're still fighting for women's voices to be heard and to be taken seriously. Yeah, And I think the way that she was just treated in the media constantly, constantly undermining her, constantly questioning her.
0: It's been like, it's always been like that. Yeah, you? You decades. See it, there, you, I don't know whether... This is reflective of the, the time, but it seemed to me in the documentary there was initially like, "Wow, look at these guys, they're amazing," and then and then it turned Young because and, yeah. she made one comment about that was construed as that she doesn't like working mothers. Oh, so she doesn't like mothers who stay at home,
1: yeah. which is not
0: what she said at all. No, it was but just it that completely... she said I could
1: have stayed home and made tea and, and biscuits, mm. but instead I wanted to do my job. Yeah, and that was construed as her. Or even,
0: twi- I wouldn't even say like it was twisted that way. I think you know. I I didn't see it that way, the way that she said it.
1: No, if you see it in context, I don't think she meant it that way at all. But it was taken by the media as then her speaking down to um, stay-at-home mothers, really. Yeah. And I think that's the complexity of this, right, that she was becoming a leader at a time where it was very unusual to see a woman in that kind of position of power. Mm. And the fact of the matter is the research shows we are still uncomfortable with the idea of a woman being the leader. Yeah. We're okay with her. Like when she was being Secretary of State, her approval ratings were through the roof and you can see that. She did an amazing job but then once she steps up to the plate and yeah. then runs for President, her then there's this kind of complex relationship people start to have with her again. And that was obviously you know?
0: reflected in the vote. You know, like she won the popular vote but she didn't yeah. win. I uh, think, yeah, I think and it
1: was also what was interesting in the documentary, they looked at the timing of what happened and there was mm. some extraordinary timing. Putin obviously took a, has a real dislike of her as yeah. well and there's some insinuation in the documentary that part of what happened was to do with the fact that Putin – didn't like her, saw her as an adversary, and yeah. would have and preferred someone like Trump, who oh, was more of a puppet, without a and doubt. Then, and that seems to be, and they kind of insinuate that that could be a real reason why Russia was meddling with the election. Yeah, and it's and that's fact that that was happening. Oh, that Russia yeah, was, yeah, I know, I, and it's you know, it's,
0: it's denied, in, but it, yeah. they're... There's so much evidence. Yeah, that that was Yeah, but that—I yeah. mean—that whole campaign was an absolute shit show. I mean, not doesn't not as much as this current one. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But it's,
1: see, know well, what was really interesting? I think is when you watch back the debates with Hillary. She was brilliant. Oh, sorry, I meant like the
0: media circus of it. Yeah, um,
1: and that's what it seemed to be too—that the media. Yeah. Um, wasn't and obviously she's not either. perfect
0: and has made mistakes and there are things that, you Yeah, know, but
1: how can you have not, a life in, how can you have a I, public life that totally. long without having mistakes? And look, I, yeah. I know it's
0: easy to say like, would it have been better? <laughs> you know, would have, it would have been, any, I think it would have been obviously better because looking back four years, what an absolute shit show it's been. Of
1: course it would have been better yeah, because she was someone you can tell that, Was not necessarily going to sugarcoat it because she was so good with policy. And there's no
0: way to, Uh like, obviously definitively know that. But, I mean, look where we are. Like, really? Do you know what I mean? Would it have been worse than this? Really, There were
1: some really strange things that happened too, like James Comey with her emails. Yeah. And it made me really think about how politically often we say things we and just say like words the- like emails and we don't really no. know the ins and outs of what no. they were talking about. But when you look at it closer you can see that she was using emails on a private server mm. but both, the, both times the FBI looked at it, it just was because that was the way she'd always done emails. She'd never thought about mm. it and then when they looked into it they realized there weren't there wasn't anything to worry about but just before everyone voted you James Comey you just say
0: 30,000 emails or whatever Yeah and, no yeah, what I had forgotten
1: just before everyone yes. voted James Comey then reopened the investigation which
0: was never been done or it's not it's not done isn't it Yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. it can destabilize the government isn't that the idea behind not doing that
1: I think so I can't yeah remember the,
0: but that's not done, essentially. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and just before the votes were cast, and yeah. even though that was then disproved again, mm. and the only reason it was brought up was because Anthony Weiner. I'd forgotten all of this, which is so crazy. Yeah. Anthony Weiner was married to Huber Aberdeen, which was like, like one yeah. of her staff, and who Huber somehow some of the emails had ended up on his laptop, and he was being looked at for sex sex offences basically, sending, sending photos of photos his of... wiener, particularly to a 15-year-old girl. He actually was criminally convicted did he go of to that. Jail? Yeah, he did. Cool. And who Huma in 2016 divorced him. Yeah. After that um revelation. But that all happened on the same day. Yeah. As you know, so I think there were a couple of other things that happened. Maybe that was the same day that the recording of Donald Trump saying grab her by the pussy yeah. Happened as well. So
0: that was the same or at mm. least the same.
1: And the same day yeah. as the media started to look at Russia meddling in the mm. election. It all happened on the same day. So yeah. it became this media storm yeah. just before she went into another debate with Trump. And if you watch those debates, she is brilliant. Yeah. She handles those brilliantly. Like when you compare those debates – to the one that we saw even, with Biden. There's not not a comparison because yeah. she's she was brilliant.
0: I think it's look I I absolutely think it's people f- I think it don't feel ready for a female pr- president. Uh that's evident at the time obviously. But I think it's also she represents to people like an elite like in a like his dynasty of politics and Trump was this kind of like this wild card. He was outside the system or whatever do I you mean. I think that also played a huge role that she's, you know, her and Bill Clinton had been doing this for 40, 50 years at that point, maybe not that long, but uh, I don't know, whatever it is, yeah. And I think people there was really this sense of like, well, let's shake things up, you know what I mean? Let's see where we go with this businessman who, you know, who knows how to run a company so, you know, he's going to run the, yeah. <laughs> the country. Like. But, yeah, look, it's just – you, were you surprised that she didn't run again?
1: After twenty sixteen, yeah. no, I'm not, not at, all. at all.
0: I don't think she. No, I don't because think she she'd could have already won.
1: run. Yeah, before twice. that. Well, not
0: twice, but she tried to. Yeah, she.
1: Yeah, she did. She ran. Not, it, well, not, not ran. She through.
0: didn't get the nomination. No, but
1: she ran yeah. up against um, Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. Mm. yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, I just think it's. So I think
0: they've picked like the perceived to be safest choice you could possibly pick Andrew with Biden, Biden, but I think. I mean, it seems to be winning. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Yeah, I think if but, anything uh, it's really important to
0: vote. I, I, there's like you, you look know? at everybody else on that and I'm like, oh, man, any of these others would have been.
1: <laughs> yeah, ever. but I think that's not the important not, thing, James. No. I think we need to stop focusing on that and you just need to remember wherever, wherever where we you are. stand. Yep. In the political divide in America, you just need to use your voice and you need to vote. We're getting
0: too bloody political here. Claire. I know. I'm we used so to be sorry. So unpo- What apolitic- are we doing? I know no, we spent guess. like
1: this whole time talking about. I don't know. Policy. I think it's so fascinating.
0: Because need- yeah. it's funny. Because like what, watching again, you. I've seen bits and pieces of this. Okay? I do not watch it like you did, but it. I I remember all these things that like happening because I was a kid at the time. But, you know, you've got no context for it, you know what no, I mean? No, you do yeah. The idea of hindsight is just like, yeah, he's a president. I'm oh, fucking what, – okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah, he's in The Simpsons occasionally. and so she – you know what I <laughs> mean? That's kind of – and then seeing it from this, like, different lens, it's, it's this crazy time period, you know, and then seeing what has happened since then, you know what I mean, and just how things have changed and, like, there's that shift at 9-11 and then things change. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just been this –
1: and she was there because she mm. was a senator for New York Yeah, right. at that yeah. time. Mm. So she did a lot for people at that point. Yeah. She, she was really bipartisan and um, asked George Bush for money, for yeah. help with everyone at that time, and he just granted her yeah. money. So that was something that she was much better at than Bill Clinton, I think, yeah. Um, working bipartisan across the aisle.
0: I guess the difference as well, like with Bill Clinton, he looks like the president. So you're like, yeah, that's what a president looks like. He's got that JFK kind of... Energy, you know what I mean. I think people—that's why you put someone like that up. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what people are familiar with and used to. Mm. When he's clearly not,
1: yeah. And I think that's clearly the point of um, watching that documentary Mm. and also even really reading Rodham. You just understand how the depth of knowledge and skill Mm. that needs to go into be able to get to getting anything achieved in politics because of the. the way democracies work and all the deals and bipartisan stuff you have to try and do to get anything through. Mm. And it was immediately clear that Hillary goes straight towards policy and how can you actually get that done. Yeah. And that sometimes shoots her in the foot because she's not going to sugarcoat it mm. and say she can do something that she can't do, you know. So like uh, there's yeah. a little – there's lots of great footage but there's a grab where a woman says to her, well, I'm burning for Bernie because you can't ban fracking – and she says, well, I can't ban fracking as a president, mm. but I will try my best, you know, to reduce fossil fuels. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought that was really interesting that, yeah, you can't just yeah, you can't march just out and just say. cancel an entire industry. I mean, wouldn't that be great if we could? Yeah. But anyway, I just. The reality
0: is it's, there needs to, I mean, if you could switch it off and switch on another thing great but that's not how it works there is there needs to be this kind of gradual as quickly as possible like transition yeah you know yeah that's exactly not, you can't just switch that off and then well, there needs to be alternatives yeah exactly Which there are but that's yeah. not the infrastructure isn't-
1: anyway um I think <laughs> let's keep moving on but I think it would be real it's really worth reading Rodham by Curtis Sittenfeld and also watching the doc, the Hillary documentary it's on Hulu but you can also find it in Australia at the moment on SBS yes.
0: Hello, everyone. Claire's just left the room, so I've taken the opportunity to put this ad spot in here. She'll never know. Did I do this joke already on a different podcast? It's neither here nor there. Look, we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online. We all know that. But what you may not know, and this has taken my TV game to the next level, you can actually use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. So coming up this week, there's the new season of Star Trek Discovery. And I'm not sure where you are and what you're about, but in Australia, you can actually watch that on Netflix. So if you're somewhere in the world who doesn't have easy access to that, or really anything, switch on ExpressVPN, set it to the country you want, in this case Australia, for Star Trek Discovery, and off you go. And if you're like, oh, Star Trek, that's for nerds. Sure, that's true. But what you could watch, you know that bloody documentary Claire was banging on about, the Hillary series? It is available on the SBS app, which is an Australian app, or through Hulu. So there you go. ExpressVPN also hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located, and you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries that you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away like the movie Spirited Away. But it's not just about Netflix. ExpressVPN also works with other streaming services. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. One of the reasons, one of the key main reasons I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows, and it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag. It's as fast as my internet is, which can be spotty at times, to be fair, but that is not the fault of ExpressVPN. It's never failed me. And also, you can stream in HD, no problem at all. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are, really, probably at home, because, you know, there's things going on in the world. And guess what? You can actually visit our special link at expressvpn.com slash suggestible and you can actually get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So that supports this show and you can watch what you want as well as protect yourself and your privacy at expressvpn.com slash suggestible. Oh, Claire's coming back. On with the show, I guess.
1: Okay, your turn. Yeah, let's
0: steer away from politics. Yes, Uh, please. We're not going to do any more politics until the election, deal?
1: Deal. No deal. No deal.
0: <laughs> okay, I watched On the Basis of Sex, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg story. Oh, uh, God. More <laughs> apologies to
1: poor
0: people at home. I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, Mimi Letta uh, uh, directed it, stars Felicity Jones and Army Hammer. You've obviously seen this. Mm. Um, Felicity Jones is great. I, she's kind of quietly awesome in everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, she's good in that Star Wars movie even though it's not a great movie and she's not given that much to do. <laughs> Have you seen that movie with Anton Yelchin? It's like a um, – like A sad kind of love story where that about like deportation and she's from England and whatever. Oh, yes, it's really great. Yeah, I can't I remember what it's called, that. it's really good. But uh, anyway, it's kind of, you know, what reminded me of a lot, a lot of things that you've talked about there mm. in terms of like who's the more capable one out of the two. What also reminded me of that show, Dear John season two, except they both like each other and support each other because that's that show's all about. She builds up her husband, and then he becomes a successful lawyer, and then he just leaves her, and she's got yeah. nothing. Yeah. But this is so I didn't really know anything about her, like you know, you learn bits and pieces about and more reasons. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. since she she died, but it's that same situation of she was the smartest person, in, you know, at, a, at a law at law school, like better than her husband, who you know was a nice guy, but better than everybody else. Graduated top of her class in Cambridge and Harvard, was it? I can't remember. But then after that, she can't get. To, get hired off the back of being a woman even though she is like because there's a lot of perception of like, well, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to have kids or you can leave or, and you'll leave or even though she already had a kid or like uh, we already hired a woman last year, you know, <laughs> all those kinds of things. And what was also like mind-blowing to me was while I was studying, her husband gets cancer and she ends up attend- with a kid. She attends her his classes, her classes. Goes home, helps him with his study, does her own study, looks after the kid, and then gets them both through law school, mm. which is amazing. And he goes on to get this job, and she can't. So she ends up going up, going te- to teach. But then she takes on this case of where it's about uh, the basis of sex in terms of it's gender discrimination, but from the perspective of a man. And that's the way to push through the gender discrimination exists. And that's how she kind of makes, makes her way in uh, initially. And it's just. It's just a really fascinating story and, like, it's, it's mostly true. You know, I mean, it's dramatised and whatever, but what yeah. an incredible life that she lived, you mm. know what I mean? And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a – if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure a lot of people have by now, it came out a couple of years ago, but, yeah, what an amazing woman and legacy yeah. and what a very inconvenient time to die. But yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I know. And I, I think that's part of the point, isn't it, when you look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg's mm. life, how perfect – do you have to be to be a woman exactly. and yeah. be respected? Yeah, and how mediocre can you be as a man <laughs> yeah. and get very far? Yeah, particularly a get white by man. On a
0: handshake and a drink. Yeah, down and the I'm pub not saying whatever.
1: that men don't work hard. No, they absolutely I, do. Of course, you know, and are very and you know not and are very deserving of careers. But grief Bader Ginsburg often says, "Well, I'm not asking for special favors. I'm just asking you to take your foot off exactly. my neck." And know, look,
0: I know you've you've probably said the quote. Yeah. But like a lot of a lot of people said this, and including you, that like I think if the people who are representing us, you know, shouldn't it be reflective of the population? And you know, at the very mm-hmm. least, shouldn't you have, you know, some among others, but some women there, considering that they are fifty one percent of the population, if you're mm-hmm. making these decisions, you Correct. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of baffling, really. I mean, it's not surprising, but I know I know because there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, technically, gen- you can't technically, you know. Discriminate on the basis of gender or sex or you know whatever any any spectrum whatever you want to call it, but it's clearly it might not be there set in stone in law, but it clearly does still happen. You know what I mean? You still see it in the way that who's in charge, who's making the decisions, who gets elected. You know what I mean? What agendas are pushed and all these different kinds of things. I think the majority of people are very much like we don't really care who gets married or you know what I mean in terms of like. Yeah, if two people love each other, whatever, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of the times the people that are in power represent the mon- represent a minority,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I think you can see that highlighted recently. Oh, we're talking so much about politics. I love politics. We're not even being funny. We're just being serious. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, you can see that reflected in our our recent budget. So Australia yeah. recently released its latest budget, which is supposed to be like the the most – important budget in a generation because of what's happened globally with the pandemic Wait, and particularly happened? locally with our local economy. Anyway, and you can see what happened in there because it absolutely kind of misses out women's yeah. um supporting supporting women's roles and childcare particularly, mm. even though they're spending like trillions, literally and trillions that's how- of dollars.
0: I mean, if you want to get anywhere and you've got kids, you need childcare. That's that's a reality, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And I think that a lot of political commentators have made the point and I think it's really true. Because there were no or very few women in that room who've actually had to A, book Childcare, mm. B know how expensive it is, and C had yeah. to make that difficult choice about working three or or part time because the set the last two days of childcare aren't subsidised by the government, which means that mm. really they make them null and void because the amount of money you pay to childcare you, negates the money you earn for those two days. Yeah. Because the, like the women aren't in the room, you can't, it's not that necessarily they're purposely overlooking it, it's that you don't have another perspective. And it's the same with minorities. If you don't mm. have, you know, a diverse group of people making decisions in a room on a committee, how can you possibly make policy that is reflective and inclusive of yeah. everybody? Because it isn't your life experience. Yeah. you know. I think
0: a, a really good example of that when they brought in the GST and the Mid to late nineties. Oh, that, yeah, that
1: ten percent tax that we pay, and they tax tampons and yeah, and sanitary products because they weren't
0: necessary items. They weren't considered. I mean, that yeah. has recently changed, like very recently changed. But that's changed. that's like that's crazy. What do you mean, like not necessary? That.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Is it, like a luxury item. A
0: luxury item. <laughs> yeah. Oh my that's... god, it's so luxurious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and look, this like it goes on and on. There's so many examples of this. I just think that. When we think about female leadership and female leaders, I think it's always really important just to think that voice in your head that says, Yeah, but I just don't like her. Don't really like Mm. her. Don't know why. Just rubs me up the wrong way. Think about where that voice is coming from and why that really is the case. And I think I. Is it a haircut? But I've actually, to to be perfectly fair, talking about Hillary Clinton, I've had that same reaction where I've gone, I just don't know if I a bit like it that much. Bit abrasive,
0: isn't she? Yeah,
1: yeah, or something. And then you, oh, you deep down, examine that, mm. and you look at where that comes from. And sometimes we all have a bit of internalised misogyny. Have you read the letter? Because we were talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then the M- Marty, oh. her husband Marty, and their relationship is so beautiful. Other
0: guy, I looked it's into so when beautiful. he died, like two thousand ten. I'm like, oh, good, I guess. Like he lived that
1: long. Yeah, he well, can I read you? She did recently discovered this um, letter in a drawer next to her husband's bed. She
0: recently did? You did you see this? Oh, wow. No, I haven't seen yeah, this.
1: Yeah, it says, um, so Gisberg found this and it reads, mm-hmm. My dearest Ruth, you are the only person I have loved in my life. Setting aside a bit parents and kids and their kids, I have admired and loved you almost since the day we met at Cornell some 56 years ago. Um, what it has been to watch you progress to the very top of the legal world. I will be in John Hopkins Medical Center until Friday, June 25th, I believe. And in between now and then, I shall think hard on my remaining health and life and consider on balance the time has come for me to tough it out or take leave of life because the loss of quality now simply overwhelms. I hope you'll support where I come out, but I understand you may not. I will not love you a jot less. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: When did he write that? (laughs) He wrote it just before he died.
0: Oh, man. Very well spoken. I could never write something like that. You give me a hundred years, I'd be like, hey, you're pretty good. I like what oh, you're about.
1: It's just the most beautiful. I think the reason I love it so Imagine much.
0: Imagine liking somebody that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but what I love about it is that rather than being threatened by her intelligence yeah. of success, he is her greatest supporter.
0: I think that's cool. I don't yeah. know. I never understand that thing of like I know some people get – like jealous or upset if like their partner does better than them. Mm. I think that's great. I think that takes the burden off. <laughs> I think it's like like my partner earns more money than me. Thank God. Oh, God, good. good. I can just like pull back a little bit. That's <laughs> always been – I mean because I always just assumed that would be the case because, you know, being a teacher and I'm like, well, I'll be a teacher but Claire will be like the head of teaching in Australia <laughs> no, or something.
1: No. which it turns out not to be the case at all. Yes. No, but I, I just think that supporting each other, hey, yeah, is the best. They often say that with women, that the most. And Caitlin Moran, who's um this awesome writer, she's got a great book. I can't wait to read. This has come out fairly recently. Um, she has a column in the UK, but. She talks a lot to young women about how important it is to choose the right partner. Yeah, and don't for a second marry the bad boy. Fuck no, that guy's because a because the bad boy is the guy that will end up with you having to do all of the work, the kid raising, and the cooking and the cleaning and all of the things. You want an equal partner because so really, the person that you marry or a combination will or end up with, whether you get married or not, will determine. Yeah. how and that goes what for your ho- life I think will that be
0: goes like. like for whoever you marry obviously yeah, yeah totally
1: I totally agree on both sides but I think it's particularly true for women because we yeah. um, have the babies um anyway, thank you I, mate because you're I, a bloody excellent partner oh, I don't know. and whenever Some I wanted days. to and all of my harebrained schemes you're always like, Definitely. And now I know why, because you want me to earn my money so you can put exactly. your feet up so and feet uh, play up. Nintendo.
0: Put my feet up, <laughs> get some childcare, <laughs> take five days off during the week. Play
1: Nintendo. Mm. Anyway, okay, that's been highly political. We promise not to keep talking about politics for the I'm whole time. I think it's so
0: political. <laughs> uh, I look, I'm just, people seem to be mostly on board with it. And we have had some uh, some emails from people from like who are more conservative, uh, who have been very, like, respectful and understanding and have their own opinions, which obviously people are very entitled to do, and make great points, quite frankly. Yeah, absolutely. We got a
1: really lovely Mm. email from a guy called Ryan McKenzie. I won't read it out, but I really appreciated him writing in um, with his story. He stands a different um, position to us politically, but he's voting and he talked about the importance of voting and it was a really polite email. And I think that's the thing, right? You have to care, you have to get in there and Absolutely. you have to vote and you have to show up for what you believe to be right yes. and kindness and compassion, mm. important. Anyway, all right, you go first, though. Oh, I've only got, review. what, how much time
0: is, is left?
1: Not so much time. As as I had a,
0: one of like a long one to talk about but I'll save it next week. I'll quickly talk about the exercise bike that we got, Claire.
1: <laughs> it's garbage. It's
0: garbage, it's no good. <laughs> get a proper one. Don't buy like an El Cheapo one or whatever. <laughs> Um, I, I was talking to a guy at the park today he was like, you should have got a second-hand one or whatever. I'm like, this first-hand one barely fucking works. I'm not getting a second-hand <laughs> bike. But uh, anyway, it's, I'm just pumping out some cardio. But Like I do my exercise in the morning. It's more of a weight-based session, you know that, Claire? Mm-hmm. Maybe And then maybe some high-intensity intensity cardio mixed in. Yeah. Throw in 30 minutes of bike riding at night, really work up a sweat. And the reason you do that is because you can eat more food. So that's why I've been doing it essentially. (laughs) And then get into
1: bed all sweaty next year. No, I have a shower
0: before bed, Claire. (laughs) You know that.
1: I know nothing says romance like on like on a Friday night when our little person was staying at his Nana bars, mm. and I we get some takeaway, and I'm sitting there waiting for you to finish while you're sweating, sweating it out sweating next a, to me on a on bike a,
0: on a rickety bike. <laughs> I should have just sweating spent bullets. a bunch more money on it because it like doesn't it like clicks weirdly and it rocks from side to side. I feel like I'm gonna fall off it in any <laughs> second. But anyway, I, also I hate it. I hate it. It's no good. It's boring. You can't really watch something properly because you can't really hear it because the bike is like whirring away. So I'm yeah, putting subtitles on, a but I can't. Yeah, one. Yeah.
1: I don't know. See, I love cycle classes, but I put music on. High intensity, mate. Yeah, Get I probably the case out. said it to I
0: set it to 30 minutes. And I just like don't look at your phone, don't look at your phone, don't look at your phone. They're looking, and it's like twenty-four minutes left. And I'm like, ah,
1: fucking, shouldn't <laughs> yeah.
0: have looked at it. Shouldn't have looked at yeah. it.
1: That's why Cycle Glass is good. I like, I like. They turn the lights down, yeah. and they yell at you. Cool. I'm and all then for they that. do a lot of like imaginary kind of hill climbs and different paces. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you would like that. It'd get you through the thirty minutes because you do like turn up the resistance and. Really stomp it out slowly. Yeah. And you helped and me with my form as well
0: because I'm all hunched over like a gremlin yeah, and on you the bike. Had like, yeah,
1: did you're that like, help I you? It did a
0: lot. So like keep keeping yeah. my back straight and pull my shoulders back and Correct. not like grip the handlebars too tightly, just have them have them resting, which yeah, is what I've been yeah. doing. Yeah, you're supposed and, to
1: be able to lift your hands Yeah, off. and
0: that knot on my back has mostly disappeared. It's oh, so great being like married a to back. a
1: smart woman. It's
0: so great. <laughs> I'll be right. I'll be looking like a hunchback, man, on that bloody thing. uh, Hunchback
1: of Notre Dame. Anyway,
0: it's just, again, just another extra thing to add to my life to stop (laughs) myself from dying. But then I'll probably, like, I'll get hit 43 and it's like, guess what, you got hit by a bus, bitch. You're dead. (laughs) And I'm like, God damn it. Why did I spend Don't so much time that? cycling when I could have been <laughs> eating cornflakes? Look,
1: you are you serious? You having like you I can always tell your mental state with how many bowls of cornflakes you're eating. You just like I go to the, of the cupboard. You are. I, I reckon you've had three today.
0: I've had one today.
1: Already? You're yeah. gonna have another I'm one. I'm not, though. I'm having
0: that locale ice cream after I oh. do my cycling.
1: God, your life is a series of depressing things. I'm a miserable prick. I'm going to share two smoothie recipes super quickly.
0: I love smoothies.
1: I know. These are my two favourites. They're from Heidi Sir, Nurturing Your New Life, which I love and I've recommended before her book. It's got great recipes in it and it's awesome for new mums. It's just all about looking after yourself, which I'm all on board for. Me too. But this particular green smoothie I'm going to share because it's a bloody revelation. I have not been on board with smoothies. I find them kind of gross. However, this one, Delish. Three quarters of a cup coconut milk, handful of baby spinach leaves, one frozen banana, one whole kiwi fruit, quarter of an avocado, one tablespoon of hemp seeds. James, hemp seeds. Oh, and a half a cup of frozen mango pieces. And let me tell you, it is so delicious. I've been having one almost every day. I,
0: it's true. You've been banging on about smoothies because, but you don't put you don't chuck any protein powder in it.
1: No, I hate protein powder. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's you, gross. You should just separate those things then. Like just get the if you if you are, are you doing protein powder at the moment.
1: No, yeah, I've stopped because I hate it. Makes my skin feel yuck. But the hemp seeds are—they're are like the bit of protein in there, just a bit. So, and also the other one is a banana oat smoothie, which I'll share next week. But it's really good too. Very good. All right. I have an email. Oh, well, do you
0: want me to do reviews before emails?
1: Uh, No, I'm going to buck the trend. not how it works. Okay, go on. Buck it. Buck away. Okay, so if you want to email the show, please contact us at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. This one is from Joseph and it reads Hi, James and Claire. Just wanted to reach out and say thanks for all the fantastic suggestibles you've shared in the past year or so. I'm immunocompromised and face certain difficulties getting out of the house at the best of times. And as you may have noticed, it is not currently the best of times. I have noticed. during the pandemic, your weekly antics and recommendations have become the highlight of my week. Don't tell the weekly planet. <laughs> I won't. I've been revisiting your past <laughs> episodes and was struck by something James said in the best of 2019. Claire wanted to recommend some music but James lamented not knowing anything about music anymore and being bad at listening to modern music. music. I felt that in my bones but I've also been lucky to stumble across a few artists I really love and so I'd like to suggest the band Sylvan Esso. You very who have a very recent new album, um, and their song Rooftop Dancing really hits me in my increasingly frayed emotions. <laughs> We're all there with That's you, mate.
0: Sounds like something you'd love, Claire.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect sound for the quarantine blues and help me realize that somewhere sometime we'll all be able to hit the play button on our lives. Hope you enjoy it and I hope this message finds you and your lovely family well.
0: What a beautiful letter.
1: I know. Um, and I hope you're doing all right out there, Joseph. Thanks yeah. for your email. We really appreciate it.
0: I also appreciate it.
1: And I don't appreciate you. Okay. No, I do. Uh, we got some reviews here. <laughs> I appreciate you. I don't appreciate you farting everywhere all the time.
0: It's you, if anything. No. So listen, I never. listen, if you want to re- review the show, even though it's too political... You can. We appreciate that. <laughs> uh, at, uh, I was going to say Weekly Planet Pod. That's a different thing that I do. You can just do it in app. Just open it up. Five stars if you want.
1: Boom. Bang this it one out. is from
0: GM Kelly. says, Thank you. Nothing profound to say about these two and their wonderful podcasts. I really enjoy their banter humor and willingness to sit in a room together and give each other something to check out. I would also love to suggest to you the book The First 15 Lives of Harry August by Claire North. Ooh. And this other one says, uh, this is from Q 43 This is my jam. The Mario bit was my jam. As everything Claire talks about always. Keep it up, guys. Diego from California. So, yeah, ah, reviews really help. Really appreciate they it. They
1: do. And thanks, Diego. We really appreciate you.
0: We'll be back next week where we'll talk about other things.
1: I know. We have to go back on brand. We've stepped off brand. We've got too serious.
0: Claire, it's a very political month. People love that. Do they? No, people fucking hate it. I know.
1: It. But all I will say I can't say, wait till it's over. I know. One thing I did see online recently is if you are voting by mail, mm. make sure you use there's like a secret envelope that you have to put your voting slip into and then put it into the bigger envelope. Secret envelope? Yeah, cuz yeah. if you don't it's like the it's called like a privacy envelope or security envelope or something. But if you don't put it in the the first envelope and then put that envelope Mm. in the big envelope, they won't count your vote. And if you don't sign the back of the envelope, they also won't count it. So make sure you do all that.
0: Makes sense.
1: I know. I mean, I think all the instructions are there when you get your, like, mailing ballot, but still. I
0: I don't really I'm just
1: I'm just letting people know. No, no, you're right.
0: It's good to know. I used to say that, like, when I – because we used to do NAPLAN. This is off topic. But, you know, NAPLAN – like I a,
1: remember, I'm familiar, I was a land. teacher. Yeah,
0: you know what, it is. it's basically like a standardized test that they have to do and it's awful and the kids hate it and it's really stressful and some of them really freak out about it, which they shouldn't, but also it's reflective of how much b- money the school gets and how well it's Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Anyway, a lot of it was just like read the question. Like uh. it's almost always a trick, read the question properly, look at it properly because a lot of the time, you know, kids are just like, yep, oh, I do that all the time. I'm like, yep, whatever. Mm. Read it properly. Read your instructions properly. What's my point? I don't have any fuck nap plan. That's my point. <laughs> We're Stupid full of, of advice test. today, aren't we? Yeah.
1: But yeah, read the read. That's a very good metaphor for life. Read the instructions. Mm. Sometimes the instructions are wrong. Often they're not. Often. But they're. usually they're right. All right. See you. All right. Oh, so oh, long. Oh. It's okay. He's yawning a lot. Mm. You're very tired. I Will you write me a letter on your deathbed? Dear Claire, empty my bedpan. (laughs) Onto your head. Delightfully no, sure.
0: Bring me a hot towel.
1: <laughs> oh, how much do you love hot towel? Like when you go on, on a plane your face. You yeah. A I mean when in the year twenty fifty we'll be able to go on planes again.
0: Mm, should be Maybe good. I
1: should do that. Or sometimes at Chinese restaurants they would give you like a hot towel. Hot towel. In the nineties when I used to go to Chinese restaurants with my mum and dad.
0: Sometimes I'll still do
1: one And we'd get fried ice cream. How good's that when they set it alight? Yeah, I don't Apparently know it's if it's Chi- traditionally it's not <laughs> it's like
0: not a Chinese thing, like at all.
1: <laughs> no, but I used to go. We used to take a But neither are fortune birthday.
0: cookies. I think they're American,
1: maybe. That'd be right.
0: Yeah. That, that should be Roche. Fortune cookies are delicious. Anyway, we got to go. We gotta, what we we really
1: gotta, we've had a long Thanks for editing, episode. Collings. Thanks, Collings. As always, you've been to Pod. You can find me at Claire20 on Instagram and you can find James. No, this you can't Sunday find me. On me, me so long. Goodbye. Farewell.
0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you.